Okay, class. Okay, everyone, calm down. Everyone, sit down. I need you to be quiet. Give me your full attention. Look, I know. Look, I know. The holidays are here. You're ready to take off. You're ready to to get out of this place, and you're ready to go run free. But 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 before you go, before you go, let's do this. Let's do this. Grab some eggnog. That's it. Grab some eggnog right there. Yeah. Get a big glass of eggnog. Oh, get some pumpkin pie and. And some holiday cheer. I would tell you to sit next to an open fire, but I'm broadcasting from Texas where it's 70 degrees, so nobody wants a fire, right? No, no, no. Maybe unless we're barbecuing. But okay, but but no, no, no. So eggnog, pumpkin pie, holiday cheer. I know you're excited. I know. I know because you were like, I can't, I can't have a Christmas break without another Bible pop quiz. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls dogs, cats, and everything else, gather round because it is time for another Bible pop quiz. For this Friday, December the 22nd, 2023, I can feel your excitement. So you got your glass of eggnog, you got a plate of pumpkin pie, you've got a heart full of holiday cheer. Okay, you need to set those aside and you need to pick up the things you actually need. You need that notebook, you need a pencil, And you need a Bible because we're going to dig in to a Bible pop quiz. This Bible pop quiz has seven questions. Some of these are very simple. Fill in the blank. Yes, we're going to return. I know some of the Bible pop quizzes have been much more open-ended lately, but we're going to do a fill in the blank. And then I have maybe three that are a little bit more open-ended type questions that may give you a little bit more to work on as you go into the holidays, right? Some of you don't want that because you've got plenty to do, but there, I know we sometimes forget this, but there will be lots of people over this holiday break, over this time of celebration, that they will be alone. They will be alone. They won't be with friends or family, and it sometimes can be a, a maybe a lonely time, a depressing time. So uh, for those individuals, ho- hopefully I can present to you something that will keep you busy and occupied throughout the holidays. And of course, I'm going to do what I can to broadcast throughout the holidays so that, um, well, we, we, can, we can talk about important things together. All right. So that's I'm going to probably do some late night broadcast. Um, possibly we will see. We'll see how we, how it will all play out. But if you need more broadcast, if you're a situation where you're going to be like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be alone and it could be depressing. Just email me newsif at yahoo.com and tell me you would like maybe some more broadcast, more podcast episodes. And I'll see, I'll see if I can accommodate. Can't promise anything, but I will see if I can accommodate. Um, because well, no, yeah, that's that's always sad when that can happen to some people, and it can be be very depressing. So, are you ready though? A little Bible pop quiz to, well, take away that depression and make you. I know, I know, a, a pop quiz doesn't sound very <laughs> exciting or something that should bring about great happiness and cheer. But I think we always have a little bit of fun. So, are you ready? Our Bible pop quiz today comes from Luke chapter one. Everything in this will be found in Luke chapter 1. 
Are you ready? Remember, some of these are fill in the blanks and there's no easy way to read the fill in the blanks. All I can do is give part of the verse and then go blank, blank, blank. That's all I can do, right? I know it sounds weird when I'm reading it. It's like, there's gotta be a better way, but I guess I could I could read the words and go and fill in the blank and, re- and then fill in the blank. And I guess I could state it that way, but that would still feel weird after a while. But are you ready? Here we go. Question number one. For the Bible Pop Quiz for this Friday, December the 22nd, 2023, is, you ready? Here we go. And Mary said, my fill in the blank, doth fill in the blank, the Lord. And Mary said, my fill in the blank, doth fill in the blank, the Lord. I'm not, obviously I'm not going to give you the verse or anything, but it's in Luke chapter one. That's where you can do a little bit of searching. Remember the goal of the Bible pop quiz really is for you to actually maybe write that out. And Mary said, my, and then just draw a line, doth draw a line, the Lord, just write that out. Then when this is over, then you go, look, you're skimming the whole chapter. You find it, you fill in the blanks, and then you write down the reference. Hopefully, the goal is not just to see if you can answer this on the top of your head, but to really get you to think about it. Maybe, you know, spend a little time there, you know, just just trying to get you into the scriptures and trying to get the scriptures into you, because we definitely need that since there's a million things distracting us in our world. All right. So here we go. Question number one again. And Mary said, my fill in the blank doth. Obviously, I'm using the King James fill in the blank the Lord. Number two. Question number two for today's Bible pop quiz. And my blank or and my fill in the blank hath filled in the blank and fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. All right. Did you get that? I know that's a lot. I probably should have added a few more words there, but I think so. And my, and my fill in the blank, half fill in the blank, in, and then fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Let's do that one more time. All right. I almost gave the verse away. I almost gave the verse away. Here we go. Question number two, and my fill in the blank, half fill in the blank, in fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. So you have one, two, three, four, five missing things in question number two. Again, it's found in Luke chapter one, and my fill in the blank, half fill in the blank, in. Fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. And remember, these Bible pop quizzes, it's not, I mean, fill in the blanks, it's just more trying to get you to look at the verse, think about the verse, read the verse. And then hopefully then that sparks some kind of meditation, some kind of thinking about it, and it will be beneficial, all right? So there was question number two. One more time. And my fill in the blank, hath, fill in the blank, in, fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Luke 1, oh, 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 I almost gave the passage, almost gave the passage, almost gave the passage. It is Luke chapter 1. I almost gave the verse as well. All right, here we go. Number three. So that was question one. Question two. Question number three for the Bible Pop Quiz. 
for this December the 22nd. It is, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his fill in the blank. For behold, from henceforth all fill in the blank shall call me fill in the blank. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his fill in the blank. For behold, from henceforth all fill in the blank shall call me fill in the blank. That is question number three for the Bible pop quiz today. Here we go. One more time. For he hath regarded the low estate of his fill in the blank. Some of you, if you've done the previous pop Bible pop quiz, you should be you should be able to answer that relatively easy, right? For he hath regarded the low estate of his fill in the blank. For behold, from henceforth all fill in the blank shall call me fill in the blank. And again, that is in Luke chapter one. All right, now the next one has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven missing things. The next one has seven, seven missing things, right? This is question number four. Question number four. For he that is fill in the blank hath done to me fill in the blank, fill in the blank, and fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Okay. There's a a lot there to consider. There's a lot there to consider. You're going to have to really work on that one. Okay. All right. I mean, it's a a simple verse, but but I'm just saying there's a lot there to to fill out. All right. Are you ready? Here we go. Question number four. I'm going to, I'll try to read it slow. For he that is, fill in the blank, hath done to me. Fill in the blank, fill in the blank, and fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. And again, it's in Luke chapter one. One more time. For he, that is, fill in the blank, hath done to me, fill in the blank, fill in the blank, and fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. That is all the missing words. That's all the missing phrases. That's all the fill in the blank questions we have for this Bible pop quiz. That's question number one, question two, question three, question four, all fill in the blanks. Now, the next three are a little bit more work is going to be required, a little bit more open-ended, something for you to think about, something for you to consider. Are you ready? Here we go. Question number five. I want you to list... All the things God is said to have done in Luke chapter 1, verses 51 through 55. And Luke chapter 1, verses 51 through 55, you'll read, He hath, 52, he hath, 53, he hath. That, that is speaking of God and something he hath done. So I want you to list all the things God has said to have done in Luke 1, 51 through 55. All you do is making a list and putting and putting the, the, the chapter and the verse reference. All right. I want you to list all the things God has said to have done in Luke 1, 51 through 55. That's not so open-ended. That's pretty straightforward. Just make that list and check it twice. All right. Here we go. 
So number one was a fill in the blank. Number two was a fill in the blank. Number three was a fill in the blank. Number four is a fill in the blank. Number five, you're simply making a list of all the things God is said to have done in Luke 1, 51 through 55. Number six. I want you to consider how, how had he done these things in the past? Let me say it this way. I want you to consider and I want you to try to figure out and list how God had done these things in the past. You've got the list of everything it says he has done. As the King James thing, he hath, he hath done. So I want you to consider how God had done these things in the past and look for a scriptural example of how God had done that specific thing in the past. In other words, you look at your list, you've got the first one. Okay, how had God, how has God done that in the past and find a scripture reference to put there? Because it says God has done this. He hath done it. So go find me, in a sense, Old Testament scripture where God had done these things. All right, so you're going to look the list and they're going to say, okay, if God has already done these things, where did he do them? And go find a scripture reference and put down. Go find a scripture reference and put down. All right. But wait, there's more to this question. So I want you to, I want you to look at how God, look and find references that show you how God had done these things in the past. Second, I want you to consider how had God done these things in the incarnation, in the events at this time. Right here, this is all about the incarnation of Jesus. This is all about the nativity narrative, the, 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 the issue of Christ being born. This is all about Christmas, as we would say. I want you to I want you to look at your list, find me Old Testament references that show God had done these in the past, and then I want you to consider how God had what God was doing those things in the incarnation. And then I want you to consider how God would be doing how God had uh, had done these things after the incarnation and if there's any future implications to them. So in a sense, what I want you to do is I want you to look at that list of all the things that says God hath done, and I want you to show me how he had done them in the past using Old Testament references. I want you to explain how he was doing those things right there in the incarnation, and then I want you to see how God would do those things in the future. You can look at any scripture that comes after the incarnation, right? After, in other words, um, maybe during his earthly ministry, maybe after the earthly ministry, just anywhere in the New Testament that you can find God doing those things, in a sense, after the incarnation. And then if there's any future implications, right? So how he had done them in the past, how he was doing those things in the incarnation itself, after the incarnation, and then something that hasn't been done yet, but he's going to do those things. So in a sense, a past, a present for that time, a future right after the incarnation, and then a future for even us, if that makes sense. That should give you plenty to think about between now and and the beginning of 2024. So in number five, you're going to list all the things God is said to have done in Luke 1, 51 through 55. 
Then I want you to consider how he had done those things in the past. Give me Old Testament references. Explain to me how he was doing those things in the incarnation at this time. Right here, leading up to the his his coming, the the you know the incarnation. Everything kind of related right there to the Christmas story. Right then after. Okay, good. Someone says makes sense. Thank you. I really appreciate that. When you're in an empty room, you don't know if it's making any sense. If I was in front of people, they'd look at me and go, and I'd be like, oh, repeat it. Here, sometimes I just have to keep repeating it until I think it's it's sunk in. All right. And then right after the incarnation, basically his earthly ministry, and then future. Is there some future implications of him doing these things? All right. That's number six. Number seven. I want you to just really think about this. All you're going to really do here is try to write maybe a paragraph out. How can your soul magnify the Lord? I want want you to make that practical. How can your soul magnify the Lord? How do you do that? How do you magnify the Lord? Is it just words you say? Is is there something tangible? What does it really mean to magnify the Lord? I want you to really think about how you do that and what concrete steps you could take to increase, well, your magnifying of the Lord. There is your Bible pop quiz for December the 22nd, 2023. You've got four fill-in-the-blank questions. You, number five, you're going to list all the things God is said to have done, and you're going to and you're going to find that list uh, in Luke 1, 51 through 55. List them. Then you're going to look at that list, and you're going to see how he had done those things in the past. I need Old Testament references. How he's doing those things in the incarnation. How he did that immediately after the incarnation. You may need New Testament references. And then how there may be some future implication to them. And then you could find other New Testament references possibly to demonstrate that. Then number seven, I want you to just really think long and hard about How can your soul magnify the Lord in a tangible, practical way? That is your Bible pop quiz. Now, the holidays are right here. We have talked about some of the, in, in our other podcast episodes and other things, we, I gave you kind of a little topical study to do on rejoicing. And I, and I really challenge you to write down things you currently have in this life, things you have, your family, your spouse, whatever you have, and to write things down, you, and like four or five things, and really focus on trying to rejoice every day for what you do have instead of being grumbling and complaining and preoccupied with what you don't have. Really embrace what you do have. A lot of times Christmas is a lot about hopefully we're getting what we don't have. Christmas a lot of time, I mean, from the very time you're little, you the reason you run to that Christmas tree on Christmas morning to rip into those presents, if you do it on Christmas morning, whatever your family tradition is, and you open it up is because those are all the things you don't have and you wanted. And you hope that before you're done ripping all of that, all the packaging off and you open up all the boxes, you got the thing you didn't have. I understand that. But Christmas for us as believers really is rejoicing in what we do have. The eternal son of God came, born of a virgin, suffered, died, buried, 
rose again the third day and ascended to the right hand of the Father. We have a advocate. We have a high priest. We have salvation. We have a, a an imputed righteousness. We should rejoice in that. And when we were doing our topical study on rejoicing, typically rejoicing was about rejoicing about what we have now. So things that are more tangible. So spend some time rejoicing over what you do have. Make the most of what you do have and prove what you do have. Be grateful for it. Be thankful for it. I, I, t- I told the, the, there's, you know, I think it's an Aesop fable about the dog who has like a stake in its mouth and it runs over across the bridge and it looks down and sees the reflection and see, thinks that's another dog with a, a bigger stake, a, a bigger, a bigger thing. And, and well, of course, I told the story in a much more <laughs> dramatically n- negative way. I turned it into a dark story. I said, then the dog jumped off the bridge into the water and, well, he didn't get the stake and he drowned and he died. Okay, I, I don't know if that's exactly how the story went. But the point is, you can be so preoccupied with what you don't have that you'll lose what you do have. And sometimes we can be so preoccupied with what we don't have that we lose the joy of what we do have. And the one thing we do have as believers, no matter what else is going on in our life, because sometimes things are not going so well in our life, right? We can focus on our circumstances. We can focus on being lonely. We can focus on being frustrated. We could, be fo- we could focus on a million things. What we're supposed to do as believers is focus on what we do have, which is our salvation, forgiveness of sins, eternal life an advocate, someone who's praying for us. We have access to the throne of grace. All the things that we do have, we have the word of God. We have the light of God's word. We have all, and it's so easy to just say, but that looks better. And then we jump in after that. And then we can lose the joy of all the things that we do have. So it's not always easy. It's not always easy. This is, can be a difficult time for people. It can be a time of great frustration, great discouragement, especially as you get older. You, you can't recapture the magic of what Chris, of Christmas was. You can get caught up in, depending on what kinds of tragedies may have happened to you during this time. There can be dates associated with Christmas that can remind you of the, of the death of a, of a loved one. And my, my mom's birthday is December the 26th. Okay, well, my mom died when I was young. So, see, there's, there's a negative connotation there. So, Christmas is about what we do have. And that is, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, I can sit here and preach this. I can sit here and teach this. Come who knows when, you know, it could be Christmas night. I could be sitting here in this studio going, don't, I don't feel what I preached. You see, preaching it is easy. Living it is differently. So, to, so today, yeah, enjoy the Bible study. Right? Enjoy the Bible study. But I want you to really think about rejoicing in what you do have. Making the most of it. Embracing it. Grabbing onto it. Improving it. And not jumping off a bridge and ending up with absolutely nothing. That's easier said than done. But that rejoicing study kind of became, if you look at everything we've done, 
for Advent. And I know it's crazy. It's Friday, the third week of Advent. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. Basically, I mean, it's over. It's the 22nd. I mean, you're going to wake up in just a couple of days and Christmas is gone. You're going to be, you're going to be cleaning up. You're going to, it's going to be over. And it's, it's, I, I so, I always hate that. So the only thing I can look back for this Advent is I hope that people participated in the rejoicing study. I did most of the work for you. Hopefully you did, because I think maybe that's the, that was kind of became, uh, I mean, I, I love, that's one of the things I love about the way we do podcasting here is that kind of wasn't planned out. We kind of just stumbled into that becoming the dominant thing. So um, hopefully there's something we can learn from that. All right. There is your Bible pop quiz for Friday, December the 22nd, 2020. 23. Hopefully you will find some time to participate in this, work on it. As always, feel free to send me your work, newsif at yahoo.com. Even if you don't send your work, talk to someone, talk family, friends, talk to someone about it, share it with someone, work on it together, get the most out of it because uh, God's word, we, we talk about it being a treasure and we talk about it being food, but a treasure and food is of no value if we we don't spend the treasure and we don't eat the food, right? So dig in to God's word and hopefully it will be a blessing to you between now and, uh, well, now in Christmas, now and after Christmas, oh, throughout all of 2024. But thank you for listening. Everyone have a great day. Have a Merry Christmas. Obviously, we'll be back doing broadcasting between now and then and And uh, hopefully we can create some podcasts that will be beneficial to you. But everyone have a great time studying God's word. Merry Christmas. 